Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. Let's chat team review. The fact that you are listening to this episode already, I am really proud of you because this can be a really uncomfortable topic for us to talk about, especially because for many of us, we have a horrible hangover when it comes to what would be considered performance reviews in a corporate environment, right? Those annual reviews often, you know, tied to your income, but not tied to your income or bonuses or salary increases. And oh, yuck. The fact that you're here listening to this episode, I'm really, really proud of you. So we definitely want to be reviewing our team regularly. And this is a task that I would set aside to be doing at least twice a year. Maybe it's quarterly, especially if you have more people in your team, um, because This is a biggie, right? Like if you're running a business that has support from other people, we really want to be on top of this. The ways that we work together are so critical to the success of growth and expansion of our business. So there's going to be two stages to today's episode, two different steps to the team review process. But before we dive in, make sure you go back and listen to the previous two episodes. So this is part three of our three-part business review series. Part one, we spoke about how to do a systems and process review. Part two, we spoke about how to do a technology and software review. And today we're talking about team The reason I recommend doing things in that order is because having the clarity on your business systems is actually going to inform everything else. So it informs what technology you might need and then also what people you might need. Having the clarity on your technology is, again, going to help inform what sort of people or support you might be looking for in your business. So if you haven't already, go back and do those two stages of your review first and then come back and listen to this episode. So as I mentioned, this process, this team review process is going to be done in two parts. The first part is a process for you to complete on your own as the leader of the business. Now, if you have a business partner, you might want to deal with them. If you have a senior member of your team, you may also want to involve them as it relates to the rest of your team members. But you'd also want to do this solo as it relates to them. So, for example, I would sit down first and look at who's in my team. And then I would also potentially bring in my online business manager to look at potentially the VAs that report up to her. For example, right, I would do this with a client. We would catch up first. We would talk about the overall business. 
as it relates to the virtual assistant or our graphic designers or our content managers, whatever that looks like. So we want to do this process first before we have the conversation with the individuals involved. So here what we're doing is really looking at do our team members, as it stands right now, align with our business vision and goals? Now, these can be really uncomfortable questions to ask ourselves and uncomfortable conversations to have because often we have really amazing people in our business. We really love them on a human to human level, but maybe the business has outgrown them. Maybe the business has evolved. Maybe the business is going in a different direction. Maybe you have different financial priorities now in terms of the spend for your business. What does all of that look like? So this can be a really uncomfortable process. And again, and I've talked about this so much during this series, this is a real opportunity for us to put that CEO hat on and make a strategic business decision first and foremost, and then a personal decision secondly. I'm not discounting the value of the personal relationships because I actually think that's really important in business. And I don't want you to go out like a bull in a china shop and just make what is purely a strategy decision when actually there's a personal reason or decision to underpin that as well. So I want to know, I want you to know that you can absolutely bring both lenses. All right, for this first stage of the review, we want to start by looking at what this team member is doing for us. Do we have some documentation? Maybe it was a position description that was created. Maybe it was KPIs that you've set for them. Maybe it's just your task list in Asana. What is this person doing in your business? And again, I want you to be really focused, not on what they were necessarily hired to do, but what are they actually doing in your business right now? What are the tasks? What are the hours and what are you paying for that person to do these things? Step one. Step two, we then want to look at efficiencies, right? Could they, could this be done faster? Could this be done by a piece of technology? Is the, are these tasks a priority for my business right now? And are they being done well, right? Here comes the performance part. Are they being done well? Are deadlines being met? Is communication really clear? Are things done to a standard that you feel is acceptable in your business? Now, side note, perfection is never the standard. (laughs) I don't think it should be. Um, I mean, exception maybe for heart surgeons, but in our businesses, working with a virtual assistant or working with an online business manager or a designer or a funnel strategist, whatever that looks like, perfection isn't the goal here, right? We are humans. We make mistakes. It's a great time review to review how this person handles it when things go wrong. Are you comfortable with that process? Are they open with you during that process? Have they made a lot of mistakes? Have they made a couple of mistakes? How were they dealt with? Once you feel really, really clear on all of that information and you've got maybe some data, maybe some evidence behind you, then it's time to look at, okay, well, what's next for this person? And this this spans a huge spectrum, right? You might need to give them a pay rise. (laughs) You might identify that this person is actually doing way more than they were initially hired for at a higher level of work, more responsibility, more accountability. You might want to offer them a pay increase. And yes, you can do that even to your contractors. (laughs) You can be the one to put that on the table, right? Maybe it's a bonus, It doesn't have to be an ongoing pay increase. Maybe it's a bonus. 
Maybe you need to tweak their roles and responsibilities. So maybe you do your audit and you can see they're spending a lot of time on Pinterest, but Pinterest isn't a core platform for you. It's not a focus for you going into the next quarter or half of the year. So where do you want to focus their time instead? Do you want to keep that time, but focus it somewhere else? Do you want to drop down their hours? Do you want to invest in training and development of this person? Now, again, this could be because they're doing really well and it is a way for us to show value is to invest in our people. Maybe it's because there are some areas and opportunities for improvement and you want to upskill them because they are a really valuable member of your team and you just want to help them get better and better. Do you want to pay for them to do some training and development? Do you want to pay for them to be supported somewhere? Then comes the hard part. Is this person the right fit for your business? And sometimes the answer is no. And it can be really uncomfortable to sit with, particularly in a micro team. It might just be you and this person, right? And maybe you've worked together for a couple of years now, but your business is evolving in a way that they're no longer equipped to support you. And that's okay. And it's time to prepare for having that conversation. And again, this is where that CEO hat comes in because we can procrastinate on this, right? (laughs) We can sit and think that it's just, it's comfortable to just let things continue and it's okay and we'll figure it out. And then suddenly we've spent thousands of dollars on a team member who's maybe doing tasks that aren't a priority for the business or whose quality of work hasn't been amazing and you're having to backtrack over anyway, whatever the story might be for your specific area of business, for your specific reasons for needing to go down this path with your team. Sometimes we've got to do the hard thing and have the hard conversations, but we're going to assume majority of your people are amazing people because I think they are (laughs) amazing team members. And it's about how do we give them that feedback that they're doing so well, give them that feedback that they are a really valued and integral member of the team And share maybe some opportunities for changes to work, uplifting skills, feedback around process, whatever that looks like, right? That's the majority of the conversations we want to be having. And I really think that's the majority of conversations you will be having. Okay, so we don't need to look for issues where none exist. (laughs) We actually get to go in and have these really fun conversations with our team. And like I said, that's why I don't want these to feel like a corporate performance review. This is a chance for you to have a really fun conversation with your team. And yes, I do recommend this being a conversation, not an email, not a Slack message, but a Zoom, face-to-face, cameras on, in person, whatever works, (laughs) but a conversation at this stage, right? So you've got all of your information. You know what you want to do. You know what you want to share. It's time to bring them in. It's time to involve them in this process. So let them know what you want to talk about. There is nothing more intimidating than being invited to a meeting that says something like, job review, performance review. You have no idea what way that's going to go. And it feels icky as hell when you get that invite. Like if you got it, your gut would probably sink, right? So don't just send them a meeting invite that says (laughs) job review with no other information. Please don't do that to your poor contractors. They deserve better. Send them an invite, maybe follow it up with a voice message or preempt it with a voice message explaining that, hey, it's the middle of the year. I just want to do a bit of a review on where things are at. I think we're doing so well as a team right now. So I just want to have a chat with you and see how you're feeling about things. And it's an opportunity for both of us to share feedback. 
right? Now, everybody on both sides of that message feels really, really good. <laughs> Don't scare your team <laughs> with meeting invites named performance review. I want you to go into that conversation with them really prepared to celebrate the heck out of your team and give them specifics, right? When we're giving feedback, the most useful feedback is really specific feedback, whether it's positive or negative, the more specific we can be, the more we're all going to get out of this conversation, right? So I really liked it when you took initiative by doing X, it's very different to, I like it when you take initiative and I want you to take more initiative. What does that mean? I feel like I'm taking initiative. What do you mean I'm not taking initiative, right? We haven't given examples. I like it when you take initiative by following up when I don't have the content ready for you. I like it when you take initiative by creating the graphics to go with the posts that I've sent when I forget to ask for them. Okay, so we're giving really specific examples and we can follow that up with I like it when you do X and I would love it if you could do more of that. That feels really, really good. The flip side here is if we need to give negative, quote unquote, negative feedback or feedback for improvement, we don't want to dress it up, right? I remember being trained once upon a time, and I imagine many of you have been too, to do a feedback sandwich, positive, negative, positive, (laughs) right? Because it softens the blow. The problem with doing that Most people will forget the thing in the middle. They'll remember the last thing you said. And so when we go, you're amazing, but this, but I think you're still amazing. Most people won't actually action that feedback in the middle. Now I say most because there are some people who will absolutely hear that feedback in the middle and need to navigate that with themselves. And that's okay. We're not here to have that conversation. But I don't want you to go down that road of this positive, negative, positive sandwich, because I actually think it's really ineffective in terms of improving performance with our team. We get to take the emotion out of these conversations, right? And you as the leader, as the business owner, as the CEO, you have to set that standard for your team. If you go in really emotional, they are going to feel that they are likely to respond in a really emotional way. When you... When you take the emotion out of it and you can just give specific feedback on a task, it's going to be received so much better. Hey, team member, I noticed this year that there's been a number of errors when it comes to time zone conversions. For example, when we did this challenge in June, the website had the wrong US time zone on it. I just wanted to flag it with you. It's not a huge deal. We obviously had calendar events and reminders that went out at the right time, but those atten- like those little things, that attention to detail is really important for me. So I would love for us to discuss how we can put a process in place so this doesn't happen again. Do you see the difference there? There's no blame. There's no emotion. There's no you stuff this up and the world went to hell <laughs> type energy. There's just feedback around what happened, specifics around when it happened. Now, second secondary piece of advice here, don't wait until a review to tell people when something goes wrong. <laughs> tell them as close to the moment as you can when it's fixable and it's fresh and it's relevant. It can feel really shitty to hear feedback in the middle of the year or you know annually for something that happened months ago. It can feel like you've been harboring it. So don't do it. But if there's things, particularly if there's repeat things, This is a great time to flag it, but make sure you've got that specificity, right? We spoke about this in 
September when this happened. However, I just wanted to bring it up. I know it's happened a couple of times. How can we work together to improve the process? Because there's two of you involved in this work, right? At least two of you. There might be more of you. There's two of you involved. Maybe your team member feels like you're not briefing them adequately enough or you're not giving them enough time and they're feeling really pressured to turn around a lot of things really quickly. Maybe you're not communicating clearly enough, right? And this is where in this conversation, we want to make sure our team is feeling comfortable to give us feedback as well. It's not the purpose of the conversation, but we want it to feel really open. So you might want to give your feedback, share your information with your team, celebrate them, do all of those things, and then ask them some questions around how can I make your work easier? Is there anything I'm doing or not doing right now that is really helpful for you? Are you feeling really good about our communication channels? Do you like it when I do X? Like, again, be really specific. Do you like it when I call you out in team meetings? right? Do you like it when I give public recognition? Do you like it when I leave a little piece of feedback? Do you like it when I do, you know, these specific things? Again, the more specific we can be here, the better outcomes you're going to get as well, the better feedback you're going to get. So you can see here the point of these conversations for the most part are going to be, I really love everything that we're doing together. And I want us to continue being better and better and better. I want us as a team and as a business to grow. And when you go in with that energy, it doesn't get to feel like the corporate performance review where you don't know what's happening (laughs) or you feel like you're, you know, at risk of losing your job or whatever the stories are that come up. I imagine if you've been in that corporate environment, if you've ever worked in a business that did annual performance reviews, you've felt all the fears around that time of year. We don't want to do that to our team, right? We get to set a new standard here. We also really do want to remember that our team are contractors, not employees. Now, I say that as a general statement. You absolutely may have employees in your business. And in that case, I hope you have some really great HR processes in place around how you do performance management in your team. And I say that as a positive word, not a negative one, just ongoing performance management of your team. Um, But if you've got contractors, they're not quite the same as employees, right? Like we, we have to treat them a little bit differently. Your contractors are possibly assessing you in a really similar way. And for the contractors out there, the service providers out there who are listening to this episode, you should be looking at your clients in a really similar way. And you can absolutely drive this conversation with them. You don't have to wait for them to do this. You can be, you can be instigating this process, kicking off these meetings, having these conversations, giving the feedback, doing all of those things. The final step once we've had these conversations is to have some concrete actions in place of where to from here, particularly where there were opportunities for improvement. What do our next step looks steps look like? Is there going to be training? Are you doing the training or are you hiring somebody else? Are you paying for your team member to go on a course? What does that look like? Are there things that need to be done? Are there tweaks to the processes? Who's documenting them? Who's communicating them? Who's managing the changes to the process? What does the follow-up look like? Are you improving your communication? When are you checking in again? How regularly do you want to do this? If this isn't something you already have built into your annual process, 
how often do you want to do this? Do you want to have these conversations as a team every three months? Maybe you want to have them every six months. Maybe it feels good to have them once a year. You can you can set that, but I encourage you to be consistent because that's going to be the most supportive thing you can do as a leader for your team is create that consistency for those regular check-ins, those progress updates, etc. And then I also want you to really focus on like, well, what does ongoing support and feedback look like during the year? Outside of the review process, how are we making sure we're always operating to a really high standard as a team? How do we communicate better? How do we give really great feedback? How do we continue to support each other? And that gets to be a really two-way conversation, but then make sure someone is taking ownership of those next steps. All right. I hope this has been really helpful. I hope this entire mid-year review process has been really helpful across these three key areas of your business. I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM over at the virtual chapter on Instagram and tell me how your mid-year review is going. Have you started implementing these steps yet? I would love to hear what is happening for you in your business right now. And I will see you again next week. (laughs) 